0: So, I found this article, and I don't know if you know what Chat GPT is. So now we we watched all this stuff about pushing an agenda, about manipulation of facts, and I want. <laughs> okay, I want you to think for a second. Imagine if there was a Bible that was sponsored by PETA. And took out all of the animal cruelty. What kind of world would they live in? What kind of story would it be? Well, I have some answers for you. And it's all about changing the narrative. They literally rewrote the Bible with chat GPT to make it vegan specific on the book of Genesis. And this came out immediate release. May third, two thousand twenty-three. At the beginning of this month, these people came out with a Bible. Oh, PETA. <laughs> hold on, let's read this. Okay, so if you know anything about the Bible, there's hold on, there's a lot of am- animal cruelty. Now, I have some people. If you're watching in the Facebook group right now. Uh, I may have actually kicked her out, I'm not sure, but she was all, we're equal to animals and they are our fellow, blah, blah, blah. Okay, the Bible literally says that we are over them. We have dominion over them, okay? Just like the Bible speaks about a lot of other things that people say is okay and true. By the way, you should not be supporting Pride Month if you're a Christian. That's out there. All right, so they think that they need to rewrite the Bible to make it more Honorable. This <laughs> is so stupid <laughs> that they did this. But I'm bringing this up for a reason. We're going to look back at it in just a second. Because I want to read it, but I want to try to get through. I want to be able to do it with a straight face. Now think about this. PETA did this for animals. How long, if not already, I know there are homosexual Bibles, but how long are the, until the AIs that are coming out right now are going to completely rewrite the entire Bible and be a new print and completely eliminate anything that has to do With suppressing or getting rid or casting out of your flesh, of our flesh. They did it with animal cruelty. Let's read this. Hold on. I got it. I got it. All right. (laughs) This is so dumb. Okay. So let's read this. All right. In the beginning. (laughs) Okay. Hold on. In the beginning. All animals were treated with respect according to PETA. Which is given the Bible's book of Genesis a modern makeover using chat GPT to send a can't-be-missed animal rights message filled with vegan teachings. Hold on, let me get that. <laughs> Hold on. Let's do a... So they have it available for purchase. It's the book, Peter's version of the creation story. And the Bible has long been used to justify all sorts, all forms of oppression. So we've used chat GBT, GPT to make it clear that a loving God would never endorse, endorse exploitation of or cruelty of animals, says PETA President Ingrid Newkirk. It took God only six days to create the entire world, but we realize it will take us years to rewrite the whole Bible, which is why we started with the first book. So how long will it take before they begin to rewrite more? And not just Peter. I'm talking about people in general that have a certain agenda. I guarantee you there's going to be a transgender Bible, There's going to be a a homosexuality, sexual immorality, free Bible come out. Another revised passage in chapter 21, when Abraham and Sarah, who according to the original Bible, were 190 years old, respectively, when they conceived their child, Isaac, add to their growing family by adopting a dog named Herbie. Herbie, y'all. Somebody likes that little, what was that? uh, Was it Herbie the Racing? They did a remake with that that girl. It, It was called Herbie, I think. With the the bug, the beetle car, I think. So, yeah, this is... What are they going to do next? As they walked with Herbie, Sarah and Abraham thought of the importance of adopting dogs from shelters. Because that was a big thing back then. And rescue organizations rather than purchasing them from breeders. That's important. That's That's a biblical principle that we can all live by. PETA's version reads, They spoke of how buying a dog or cat from a breeder or a pet shop contributes to the companion animal overpopulation crisis. Wait, overpopulation crisis. So they spay and neuter, and that's... Anyways, we're not going to get into the the semantics of their idiocracies. As countless dogs and cats in shelters and loving homes while breeders continue to produce... The breeders are the bad guys here, if you didn't know. Breeders continue to produce puppies and kittens for profit. How dare they? So apparently PETA has a podcast. I don't know if anybody even listens to it. Um, animals are not ours to experiment on, to eat or wear or use for entertainment. Tell that to ALF or Alvin and the Chipmunks. I don't know. I still don't know how they train those guys, but they can sing, and I'm amused. So looks like you're proven wrong, PETA. So that's that's pretty ridiculous that they even have this. Like this is their... Official website, PETA.org, and they apparently are a bunch of idiots. So go unfollow them if you follow them. So let's talk about some scripture. So in Isaiah 5.20, it says this, and we'll wrap it up. It says, What sorrow for those who say that evil is good and good is evil, that dark is light and light is dark, that bitter is sweet and sweet is is bitter. So this is the kind of the crux of the whole situation. The whole movement is they want to. When I say they, let's be honest. So in the Bible, if you even just do a Google search and and look up uh, men and women wearing each other's clothes, uh, man lying with man in Romans, uh, Paul wrote to them, and it was obvious that it was. It now in, you you read the four Gospels, and. It wasn't brought up a whole lot because unless it was saying man and wife, you know, husband and wife, man and woman, because in the Jewish culture, it was not an issue because it was not allowed. It was not a thing. So when you start talking about Gentiles and all the pagans, which anybody outside of the Jewish community or religion, that's what they were. Most likely, if you're watching this, you're a Gentile. You're not of Jewish descent. You're not you don't come from that people. So you're a Gentile automatically. That's just the way that it is. And so they didn't have that issue. So now we're living in the echoes of sinful nature that began from Adam and Eve, that they were in the pursuit of knowledge. They wanted to be like God. That's what the devil promised them. He promised them that they would have the knowledge of good and evil, and they they did. But they also had to pay for that. And it was a price that now all of us are born, and we now suffer because of their mistakes. So what does that mean? It means that there are repercussions, there are echoes of your bad choices, of my bad choices. I have a teenage son right now, he's 14, he's about to be 15 at the end of the year, and I don't know if you know this or not, but little kids, our kids have little, little computers in their pockets, and so, used to, when you would be addicted to porn, you had to go out of your way to get magazines, or you steal them from an uncle, That's what I did at one point, uh... Shout out to my uncle. I'm not going to say which one. He knows who he is. And you had to really, really go out there and find it to fall into that temptation. Other than that, it wasn't an issue. And So we found out when my my son turned 12, he was going out a lot with friends. He was doing sports, things like that. So, I mean, we had the technology. So we thought we would get him a, a phone to be able to get a hold of him. It's his privilege our requirement that you better answer that phone. You better text me back, whatever the case may be, because I pay for it and I have it for me. I don't have it for you, even though you get the benefits of it. It's for us, the parents. And so it was a, an issue very quickly within a month of, and it wasn't anything bad, but it was something that little boys at school, apparently they had access or not the same rules and regulations at their house. That was at ours is at ours. And they showed him, hey, look this up on YouTube. So YouTube, you can't really, they don't allow porn on there, so you can't really look anything up. But he found some things and it was it was gut-wrenching to me because I had to explain to my son my struggle. I had to explain to my son the pull and how deep the roots go of lusting and sexual immorality and pornography because it's not something you can just pick up and put down. It's actually sometimes for some people It is a lifelong process of fighting off urges and sinful nature. I mean, that's why we have to die daily. That's why every single day we have to take up our cross. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. It would mean a great deal to me if you download, share, and subscribe so you can be notified every time I put out a new episode. Once again, thank you and see you next time on Faith and Failures.